What's going on, good people, and welcome to Relationship Goals. I'm Reverend Kojo, your host. Now, we're talking about how you're relating to your significant other and those landmines you've been navigating with your mother and father. We're talking about your brothers and sisters and how y'all have been nighting day since the time you were born. We're talking about that boss that just doesn't seem to get you, and we're talking about those co-workers that you love. We're talking about that girl from 10th grade that scarred you. Yeah, we're talking about every friendship, kinship, and fellowship that you belong to. Why? Because relationships make the world go round. And if we can hack relationships, we can hack this thing called life. So you've just tuned into Relationship Goals with Reverend Gojo. What's going good people and welcome to relationship goals i'm so happy you decided to tune in like so here's the deal like relationships are one of those things that makes the world go. i know i say that in the intro but it really does today i want to talk about some elements of oxygen in our relationship what keeps relationships going what keeps relationships fueled and today i want to talk about honor because in many ways honor is the fuel or the oxygen of relationships when honor goes out the week out the window, we have lost the lifeblood of relationship. And here's why. Let's imagine you you you're working a job and, and, and you love the job, you respected people enough enough to do your job, and then your your boss does something and you lose respect for him. And because of the way that you feel toward him, you be, you stop doing your job. And you stop going above and beyond. You stop doing what's expected. You have an attitude with him because of what he did and how you feel toward him. And so here's the thing is when we spin honor, it proves that we have honor. Okay. We show honor. It proves that we possess honor. And so what, what does that mean? What, what I mean by that is that if I show honor and I, and I bless you because of who you are, okay, because of not, not necessarily what you did, but because of the position that you hold in my life, because you are my friend, because you are my boo, because you are my mama, you are my daddy. When I honor you, not because of what you did, not because of, of how you made me felt feel, but I honor you because of the position that I said that you hold in my life. What I'm doing is I'm saying that my character is bigger than how you made me feel. My character is bigger than the how you make me feel because I believe this is that love doesn't return void. And so if I so love because love is not is very much so not a um, not a feeling, but a decision. Um, love, I believe, wholeheartedly is always prefaced by commitment. And what I mean by that is love is not it. it whenever we see love in the Bible or and really in, in life and it's real love is it always is prefaced by you saying what I telling me what I am to you in the Bible. When we see uh, God get ready to bless Abraham, he makes a covenant with him and then he blesses him. When you see uh, God about to bring out the children of Israel, this is based off of a covenant that he already made. Um, when we see David and Jonathan link up, we see before they become true to one another and they, they go and they, they duke it out on behalf of one another and become, before Jonathan is loyal, they make a covenant. And not only did they make a covenant, but God's tied their souls together so that they would be bound to one another to want to make the covenant. And so this thing about honor is honor doesn't matter who you are, what you did. It matters what I committed to you. It matters that you hold position in my life. You are my friend. And unless we terminate that, that, that agreement, unless we terminate that, and I say, I do not want you to be my friend anymore, 
I'm, it is my job to honor you. It is my job to hold your secrets. It is my job to be loyal to you. Now, if I at any point want to exit that relationship, I need to say I'm exiting this relationship. All the rights and privileges that you had of being my friend are now revoked. And I owe you that. I owe you that. Now, if I do not want to spend time with you and I would like to distance myself, I don't have to let you know anything, but I still owe it to you as someone with whom I entered covenant with to hold your secrets, to hold your pearls, not to expose you, not to get, not to take the things that you, you take your nakedness and expose it to you. Because by doing that, that doesn't expose how terrible you are. That exposes how terrible I am. Honor is the currency of relationship. Okay. How I treat you is the currency of relationship. So much so that we see honor is attached to the first promise of the, of the first commandment with promise. Honor your mother and father for your days may be longer. Now that doesn't mean that you have to be uh, subservient to your mom and daddy your whole life. It means that you hold them in high regard. You listen to what they say. Um, and that doesn't even mean that you... You do what they say. It says it means that you hold in high regard what they say, that you have weighed what they've said and you've, you've brought it near to you and you've used it. Now, I believe that God often will use your mother and father to speak to you, especially when we're pig-headed and won't listen. Um, even when mom and daddy are not believers, I believe, especially like big decisions like who to marry, uh, whether to move, I believe wholeheartedly that God will speak to them. But, but honor is, is important. Honor is important. And a lot of times I think we, we, we live in a generation in a time where people are not really big on honor is we're really big on how we feel. And the way that we feel often depicts what we do and where we go and how we feel tells us that we're going to break up and how we feel says that I'm not going to talk to you for several months. How I feel says that we're never going to be friends again. How I feel says that, that I don't want to be on this job and feelings really have nothing to do with it. Feelings are a byproduct. Sometimes our, 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 the actions in life warrant good feelings. And so love often warrants a feeling of comfort. It often warrants a feeling of fuzziness and excitement and jitters. But, but feelings have nothing to do with love themselves. Feelings have nothing to do with compassion themselves. Feelings have very little to do with relationship. Now, I, I do believe you ought to feel safe. But safety really isn't about the feeling. It's about the truth. What are the facts? And so I, I talk a lot about feelings versus facts. And I just kind of want to talk about that a little bit today because a lot of times we will feel a certain way, but the facts won't match. And I'm, I'll probably do a whole podcast on feelings versus facts, but just for the sake of today, um, um, what I mean by that is we'll be in a situation and I'll feel like we need to break up. But the facts are that I feel we need to break up because you're not paying me attention. But the facts are you're in a doctorate program. And because you're in this doctorate program uh, where we had time to spend together before when you didn't have a lot to do, you're trying to pave the way for us to live a better life in the future. The, and so my feelings feel despondent. My feelings feel neglected. But the facts are is that your focus, you took your focus off me so that you could focus on me later so that we could have better. And you had to sacrifice the feeling of today so that we could live in, in bliss later. Okay. Sometimes the feelings don't match. 
um, because we're upset with our parents. And, you know, as kids, a lot of that would happen a lot because they said, no, you can't have it. And so the feeling says that they don't love me. That's what the feelings are telling you. The feelings say make you feel neglected. The feelings say that you don't that they don't love you. But the facts say that they had to choose between buying you the toy and paying the power bill. And so the facts said that they were wise enough to love you enough to know that you needed electricity to 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 do homework and to wake up and to have light and to be able to be normal and and so the priority trumped the feeling. And a lot of times we operate based on feelings and not on fact. And the truth of the matter is that we choose because our feelings are telling us to do something, not to honor a situation. It's like I had, um, um, and I won't call names because that's just not polite, had somebody come by my office and she was telling me she had fallen in love with a married man. And she was saying she had never felt this way before. And he, he, he pays attention to her and he, he, he loves her like she's never been loved before. And she feels like this could be the one, but the only problem is his wife and his wife is just such a pain and such a pill. But the truth was after we talked and after we had spent some time together, the facts, here's the facts. The facts is a, he was married B the facts were he had gotten his wife pregnant for back to back four times. And since he had got his wife pregnant back to back four times, she was miserable at home and she felt like she was not operating in purpose. He was never home to help her, but he, he paid, played just as much a part of, of making these babies as he did. And so the facts were is that he was compensating for his lack of manhood, his lack of faithfulness. And so he chose to dishonor the relationship. And because he chose to dishonor the relationship, because he made her feel a certain way, she chose to dishonor the relationship that he, she's not even in the covenant, but chose to dishonor this woman that she doesn't know because of her feelings. Honor makes relationships go round. And because love is always prefaced by commitment, because love is about what I committed to and not how I feel, this is how marriages last. This is how friendships last. Because if I, every time I get upset with you, if every time I feel like something is going awry, I decide I'm going to leave and I don't want to be here anymore. If every time I, I feel something, I leave, I will never have stability in my life. I will never have stability because often our imagination leaves too much, our, our, often the lack of communication leaves too much room for imagination. What does that mean? Um, often because we don't have the whole story. And because we're lacking the whole story, we paint this picture in our minds with our creativity and our imagination of what must be going on. And then we act based off of what our imagination wrote up and we never got the facts. And since we never got the facts, we go and we dishonor things, we dismantle things, and we act as if we are operating in fact. And the truth of the matter is that we only got about 3% fact, and we have 97% uh, of, of, of imagination, and we're operating as if the imagination is the God-honest truth. And then we go and we dismantle things and we tear things up and we ruin people's lives and we ruin our lives and, and we can't understand why things are not functioning because the truth of the matter is that God didn't design for us to operate in a way that was void of honor, okay? And see, here, here's, here's the truth, right? Love is, like I said, love is not, uh, love is always prefaced by commitment. 
Since love is always prefaced by commitment, we have to make up in our mind who we're going to be. Before our feelings kick in, before anything, who am I going to be? I'm going to be a good friend. I can't stand your guts today, but because I said 30 years ago I was going to be a good friend, I'm going to be a good friend. I've got friends who do stuff that I think is just nuts. They do things that I can't understand who would do it, why they would do it. I think it's crazy, but because I decided that I would be a friend and I told them that I would be a friend, I told them that whatever they needed, I would come through. Um, and I told them that I would tell them the truth. I go and I be the friend and I give the advice and I know that I get on their nerves because I'm like, well, if you would have taken my advice from three years ago, we wouldn't be in this situation before. But because I committed to the relationship, I show up and I'm the friend. And even though I think it's stupid what you've done, I think that you're making dumb mistakes that you don't have to make. We're too old for this. We have been doing this too long because I committed to the relationship. Now, do not, don't, don't misconstrue me because I am not one to stand a friendship that is full of foolishness. I will terminate a friendship and I will let you know I am I'm one of those people who I'm all about clarity. I'm all about clarity. At the beginning, this is what we are. And if I see that there needs to be an end, this is what it is no longer. Um, all of my breakups, with the exception of one, I have clear start dates and clear endings. Don't believe in doing the talking phase. What is it? I, I don't. What? And this is and this is free because this has nothing to do with what what I'm talking about today. This is free. What a month of texting back and forth can do, one date can solve. And I give that to everybody because, because look, I, I understand we live in a generation where we text and we tender, and I don't believe in internet dating, but I, I know that people come to my office and that's what they do. Um, but, but we text and we tender and we do all of these things because it is the cultural norm and then we get frustrated when they ghost, we get frustrated when they don't do. But, but, but here's the truth, what one month of texting back and forth will do, playing that, hey, hey, what you doing? What you doing at work? can't do this. What took you so long to text, text me back? I got a job. I'm, I'm working, <laughs> working on the fourth degree. I got things to do. I, I, I'm, I'm preparing things. What one, what four weeks of text, texting could do could be solved in one date. I can decide after one day whether I need to pursue this or I don't need to pursue this. I don't have to talk to you all day, every day, doing, talk, having meaningless conversation. And most of the time, anyway, I don't have the energy to sit there and text you paragraphs of the things that are going on in my head anyway. And so the, 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 the depth of what the relationship could be never happens unless we're talking in the first place because I'm, I'm, I'm busy. And typically the people I'm dating are on the same plane as I am. So, so we are consumed by the things that we're working. But that was free. That was free. But back to what we're, we're talking about. Honor, makes, honor is the oxygen of relationships. And so, but honor, honor can only happen when you have made clear distinctions of what you are in your friendship. Who are we? I'm going to talk about godly friendship in a couple of weeks. And I've read this really good book in, um, on godly friendship, on quality friendship. But one of the things that I got from the book and one of the things that I kind of already understood was that friendship is just as much covenant as marriage. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just as much it's just as much covenant. It's just two different types of covenant. You don't come and go out of friendship at like you just don't come out and go out of mar marriage. Now you can exit a friendship. God don't have a problem with you exiting a friendship, but it's still a covenant. It's still we have parameters. We still have rules. There, 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 there are still things that I will entrust to you because if I'm gonna trust you as friend, that means that I'm gonna trust you with my nakedness. Okay, I'm gonna trust you to see me. 
to feel me, to understand me, to see where I bleed, where I come from. So I'm going to allow you to see the humanity of me that people miss. You, I'm going to let you see me in a different light. You'll see the goofiness in me. The things that people think do not exist, I'm going to let you see. And so in, if in order for me to show you my nakedness, like, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, the nakedness, go listen to last week's podcast. And if, if in order for you to understand my neck, see my nakedness, I've got to be in covenant with you. But I do not believe that nakedness has to be reserved only for a spouse. I, and, 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 and please go, go listen to the podcast on, on nakedness, because if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, you will miss what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> but, but in order for you to see that a part of me, I need you to understand, I need you to be able to, I need to know that where we are is safety. Okay. I need to know that the, that the friendship that we're in is, is a place that I can show that off because if you're anything like me there, you're multidimensional, you know, you're multidimensional. And so there are levels to you. And if there are levels to you, that means that there are things in you that the whole world doesn't deserve to see or the world, whole world can't handle. Everybody can't handle to see every dimension of you. A lot of people can handle the surface. A lot of people can handle reading the books or listening to the podcast or hearing me speak. A lot of people can handle the dinner party me, part of party me. Well, the reserved dinner party me. But everybody can't handle who the totality of who I am. But here, here's here's back back to our topic. Back to our topic, because relationship and honor go hand in hand. And if you can't honor somebody regardless of how you feel, we need to go back and evaluate what happened early in your life that keeps you from honoring people despite what they did. Because I beg to differ that that's a maturity problem. If you can't honor somebody unless they're treating you well, we, we, we've got to back up and figure out what it is, what is it in you. Because often we, we act off of feelings and we don't get the whole story. You know, that's why we, we're supposed to be slow to anger, slow to anger, slow to act, quick to listen. Because if, if, I, if I don't get the whole story, if I don't know why you did what you did, if I can't understand what's really going on in you or why you act the way, I don't understand where you came from, why, why you behave this way, maybe there's something in you that needs to be mended and there's something in me that can help mend it in you. That's what relationship is about, is that we, we are flawed people. Since, since after the fall of man, we are flawed people who need somebody to help us get through this thing called life. And we all make mistakes. We all get moody. We all do things that don't make sense. Why would I be this way? Why do I act this way? There are things, I promise you, there are things that I do that I'm like, I don't even understand how I got here. And if every friend abandoned me because they saw the true colors of me, I'd be miserable. But the truth is we have to cultivate people who understand that relationship is about more than how they make you feel. Now, I'm not saying stay with somebody who's toxic. I'm not saying stay in friendship with people who are completely toxic. But if you expect perfection from your friends, you better be perfect. And I can already tell you, and I've never met you, that you're not. And see, we have often have these high standards from other people, but we don't realize how flawed and failing we are. We don't understand how jacked up we, are, we really are, what we're expecting out of other people. So 
how do I do that? How do I fix that? How do I, I learn to make um, honor the currency of my my relationship? How do I learn to to stay and to chill and, and not let my imagination take over when I find out some information or they're making me feel a certain type, type of way? First thing you got to do is you have to step back. You got to step back and you need to say, okay, okay, okay. Surely they've been a good friend to me thus far. And this is why you had to be careful about who you are friends with and who you enter covenant with, who you, you call bay and who you allow to show your nakedness to. Because first you got to step back and say, hey, they've not been like this all the time. They've not been a bad friend to me all this time. And so something must be going on in their life. Maybe they're fighting a battle that I don't know about yet. And then you, you, you breathe and you calm down and you wait till things have are chill and you ask them, how are you? How is life treating you? I miss you. What's going on? And you cultivate conversation because if you've been naked with somebody, if you've been intimate with somebody, not sexually, but, 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 but in vulnerability, that means that there should be a form of communication where you can speak their language, so to say, and say, hey, I noticed things have been off lately. I want to understand where you are because part of relationship is walking through life with people. It's understanding and saying, hey, I can't do this by myself. You can't do this by yourself. I need you. You need me. Let's let's do this together. But part of that is saying when they when you feel mistreated or you feel like they're not showing you attention is reaching out and saying, hey, what's up? Why? And after you've stepped back and then you've waited for things to calm down and you ask what's wrong, then you evaluate what's happening. And as they tell you, you listen not to respond, but to understand. And as you listen to understand, then you ask them, you say, I say things like this, do you want a listening ear or do you want advice? And then often they just want you to listen. They just want you to listen. And as you sit back, and you listen, it allows you to understand why they do what they do when they do it. And if you can do that, your relationships will begin to be a little bit more fruitful. But all of this hinges on who you choose to be naked with. Who do you let see you? Because often we enter into relationship with people who can't handle us, who can't contain us, and who we don't have the capacity to, to maintain and contain ourselves. And since we don't have the capacity to do it, we get frustrated and we begin to think the worst and we treat them worse than what they are and we become the perpetrator of hurting them. We begin to hurt them because we don't have the capacity. And if you can't honor somebody, even on their worst day, you don't deserve them. You don't deserve them. And I know that's tough love and I know that you tuned into this podcast and you didn't want to be beat up, but I wanted to help you Because sometimes we point the fingers at what they're not doing for me, how they're not treating me. And the truth of the matter is sometimes it's on us. Honestly, we all have toxic traits of our own. And understanding those toxic traits, reeling them back in and saying, hey, let me take a step back and let's see what's really up. So honor is the oxygen of relationship. If you can't do that, It's going to be really hard for you to dive into some of these other ideas. Well, this has been Relationship Goals. You're going to have to tune in next week to see where we go next. I want you to get, I want your relationships to work. I want you to live in a world 
where you are doing it the way God has designed. And if you can do that, I guarantee your life will be more fruitful. Y'all be blessed. And this is Reverend Kojo.